Hi, I'm Chris Nessie from the House of EdTech podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Ed Creation Podcast. We bring you stories from educational leaders about the instructional movements, resources, tools, and practices that are reshaping learning. I think it's a really good resource to to be able to provide your students um, with something that's pretty quick and easy. It, it was designed just to do one page a day. That's the name, right? And so that was really what the only thing that I really required. And they're all able to to do that one page. It gives them an, a chance to build their fluency, mm-hmm. and it's in a way that that um, really allows them to do it at, at the kind of their own pace. Hi, everyone. Let's talk about primary math. What kiddos need at the primary level when they're learning basic math facts and how math works is really a lot of practice and repetition, kind of like playing scales. And the challenge there is that repetition can be boring and tedious. Am I right? Today's guest, Andrea Danko, has been teaching primary grades for 18 years, all at the same school in the San Francisco Bay Area. It's one of the most diverse areas of the country, which means she also has the added challenge of having a lot of English learners in her class. But she has found a math resource that her kiddos just can't get enough of. They're choosing math during their free time. We couldn't wait to hear more. Andrea started off by telling us why she was searching for something to supplement her district's math curriculum. The curriculum is is a great curriculum. It's fine, but the worksheets are very lacking. There's just four to six problems um, per page. Um, in the beginning of the year, it's, it's just tracing, and um, kids just need so much more, especially when it comes to um, learning addition and understanding numbers. So I was very fortunate to be able to um, use page a day math this year. And so, and you have, um, if I'm. Hearing right, you have a state or a district approved curriculum and you were just finding some gaps. Kids needed more practice than they were getting. Absolutely. Yes, that's exactly what I was doing. I I would just be supplementing, copying, finding things from Teachers Pay Teachers or other resources just to give them additional work because the workbook would be finished in two minutes. And you need so much more time than that. So, And my guess is that that was super time consuming for you to be searching out those worksheets and those those resources on teachers paid teachers and all of that. So how did you happen to come across page a day math? Um actually my sister had met the creator of the program Janice Marks and um Andrea's sister introduced her to Janice who was happy to send her some samples of the program she developed called Page a Day Math which is a fabulous old-fashioned analog practice workbook for emerging mathematicians. And as a sidebar, a recent study published by the Reboot Foundation confirms that students in all grade bands are able to engage more deeply with math problems using pencil and paper, and they outperform their peers who use only digital tools. For my kiddos. And um, so she sent me some, just a few things, like a, a couple little uh, workbook and some samples. And I was like, wow, this, this program is really cute. The characters are cute. Um, it seems really great. And then um, she generously offered to send me 
um, the program for my classroom. You get a box and you get 10 workbooks in um, the box. And so she sent each one of my students a box with all 10 workbooks. So, and it um, was just such a wonderful program to use this year. It went really well. You used it for kindergarten. And I'm guessing that those 10 workbooks cover the different concepts and skills that students would learn in kindergarten. But do you know if it's offered at other grade levels? It is. The program that I used is actually ages five through seven. Okay. Is what the program is created for. And um, we we started at the very first book. And um, I think one student in my class got up to book number seven. And most of them were, were about book number four. Clarification. The workbooks extend through fourth grade skills and concepts, but could certainly be used up through fifth grade for kiddos who've not yet mastered the fourth grade content. And we know there are a lot of them out there right now on the heels of the great educational disruption of the last two years. We also reached out to Linda O'Keefe, who spent her career working in technology companies and who did some of the early market research evaluations for Page-A-Day Math. I'm not a teacher, um, but I have worked with people through the years with varying degrees of competency in math. And it shows in their work life. uh, It's a lifelong deficit. This product line is so well thought out. And in addition to the math uh, boxes that have the four functions of math. Janice has also designed supplemental word guides uh, in little books about science and vocabulary and geography. And so you can supplement it with a lot of complementary learning that the children have already mastered the technique for getting from one page to another or progressing. I looked at a lot of products that are online and that are free and yeah, This is so far beyond those because it is a complete thought, because it speaks to developing the basics and giving kids confidence. Uh, The other ones are just not systematic in a complete way. Like there, there would be pages of things to do, but there was no coherent thought about how you get from one to the other, or the continuity was missing. We wanted to hear more from Andrea about the nuts and bolts of using page-a-day math with her students. So it's not a core curriculum. There aren't necessarily lesson plans, or um, it's not a teach so much teacher-facing as it is practice workbooks for kids that they could do either at school or even take home? Do you send the workbooks home with kids? Actually, no. Um, I got all the boxes. And when I, I got these huge boxes of, of, of from her, then I was looking at it like, how am I going to organize this? And so what I did is I gave each kid their box. I, I gave them all a Sharpie. I told them to write their name in three places on the outside of the box. And then I had them open up the box and made them write their name on the front and back of each workbook. And so I made them do all the work and they thought it was great. And then I had them put all the workbooks back except for the first workbook. And then I just lined up all the boxes with their names showing. 
So when they completed a workbook, they went and got their next workbook, which was a really big deal, right? For them to get open the box and get the next one. And so then they just kept the book that they were working on um, in their cubbies. So, and it worked really well. They became super independent about it. They yes. so, on their own. So fun for them to take that kind of ownership over their own learning. I bet, I bet they felt like such big kids. They did. They really, really liked it. And they loved taking their book home and then getting their next book and putting it in their cubby. Hmm. Sounds like you, you tried and used a lot of other things prior to this. So what is different about Page a Day Math? What are you liking about it? What I really like is um, they really gain um, so many skills while doing it. They, their job when they um, open the book is they trace the math problem. So it's there, it's lightly written. There's 24 problems. Um, I think it's 10 on the front and 14 on the back. And um, the problems are written out for them. And so their job is to trace the problem and then put in the correct answer. And the problems are vertical. So without them knowing, they're practicing their handwriting, right? Because they have to trace, they have to hold a pencil. You know, they have to take their time and they have to trace the, you know, the plus sign and the equal and then give the correct answer. And then uh, when they complete the page, they get to color in stars on the bottom of the page that they're done. And so that's how... Um, they kind of show that they, they finished it. They get to color the stars. Do the kids like it? What, um, what are you hearing from kids? So my kindergarten day starts with a slow start morning. Um, we start school at eight ten, but we kind of give kids about 10, 15 minutes to get kind of in the classroom and going because some parents are driving to two or three schools yeah. to drop off other children. And so they can do like three things. They can, they can read, they can trace or draw. Or they could play with Play-Doh and um, make letters and have like tracing sheets. And so they started asking if they could do their math book in the morning. And I'm like, sure. And then even during free time, they wanted to do their math book. And I'm like, have you ever seen that before with any other resource you've used? No, no, I've never had. And so then I was having them do it every day. The only time they had to do their page was during math. But if they wanted to do two or three pages during free time or in the morning where we're doing like 10 minutes of beginning of the day kind of stuff. I, I just was like, yeah, go ahead. And then when they finished their book and they were getting ready to take it home, I kind of would just glance at it. And if they were missing any problems or something wasn't traced, I didn't look at every page, but I just kind of, you know, make a comment about their writing or say, you know, I, I'd like you to redo this page. It looks like you really rushed. What do you think? Sometimes they just are so excited to get the next book. And so then it's color coded. And so like the first one is blue, and the second one is purple, and then the next one is green. And so, you know, they're all working at their own pace. And so some kids are purple and some kids are blue and some kids are green. And um, they got, they, by the end of the year, they were talking about it all the time. You know, so-and-so's in the green book. Oh, how I can get to the green book. You know, it just was so cute. They're so motivated by it. Um, and they really liked it. What do you think it was about this program that makes them so motivated and so engaged? Well, you know what? It's, it's very independent. They're responsible for their learning. Um, we talk about the math that they're doing and we talk about what it means. So yeah, I mean, they're really motivated to get through their books and get to the next book. And, and I would walk around and just watch them work. And they, 
just, they really liked it. It just was such a great addition to my math program this year. Sounds like it gave them a real sense of accomplishment to see the concrete evidence of, you know, making it all the way through the book. Yeah. And in the back, there's a certificate where they write their name and it says that they completed the book. Mm-hmm. And it says, congratulations, you completed the book. Mm-hmm. And they go write their name and color the little picture. And yeah, it's it's just the little things that make them feel so proud that, that they can accomplish it. Have you noticed any different in outcomes this year, Andrea, in terms of, I mean, obviously their engagement is an outcome and their motivation is an outcome. Um, but as far as their scores? The kindergarten standard in California for addition is math facts just to 10. Okay. And so I always tried to teach them because um, when you're learning a teen number, it just makes sense to teach them that the numeracy of that number, the one means 10. So when we say 12, 12 means 10 plus two and showing them and making sure that they understand what that number means. Cause it's, it means nothing if they can, you know, identify or write the number 12, but they don't know what that, what does that number mean? The good thing about common cores, it's allowed us to really slow down and teach these kids what numbers mean. And so I do spend a lot of time on that. And so um, when they're going through their book and they're doing, you know, 10 plus one, 10 plus one, and they, the problems on the page are really smartly um, designed. Um, they're really only doing the same three or four or five problems over and over so that they can be successful. And they're putting that information in their mind. So it's it's a good, smart way to, to learn it. Yeah. So it's like building a muscle. You said something earlier about the characters. Are there characters? Yeah. Yeah. There's just cute little dogs, little dog characters. And so the kids kind of get to know these dog characters as they go. Yeah. And there's, and there's jokes too. And so in the beginning, when we started it, you know, they can't read the jokes. And then by the end of the year, they can see the jokes. So it's really Mm -hmm. cute. And they're just corny little jokes, but, but it's fun. Who doesn't love a joke? Right. Right. The dogs are called the Math Squad, and their names are Mo, Bo, Zoe, Joe, and Flo. So there's some nice assonance for you, not to go all literary on you since we are talking about math today. I'm guessing there's not really a learning curve necessarily for teachers to use this resource because it's a practice workbook that you can just hand out to your kiddos. There's 10 workbooks in their box. And, um, so all they really need to do their work is just a pencil and eraser. And I, I always gave my kids manipulatives too. And that will potentially take you through the year as a supplemental resource. Yes. Yeah. I didn't get through all of them. I didn't start it until January. Okay. I suspect that this would also be a handy resource for homeschooling. Very much so. Very much so. And a great way to practice handwriting at the same time. Or even a parent who's listening and thinking, my kid could really use more practice. They're not, I don't homeschool them, but I feel like they're struggling and this might be a way to provide some more practice for them. Yeah, it really increases their math fluency. Um, I think it improves their handwriting skills. It, it builds that math fact fluency that kids really need in the, mm-hmm. in the future, right? So mm-hmm. they have to know it quickly to be able to do um, later on addition, division, and all the other, even, even subtraction, right? Mm-hmm. And it teaches them in an incremental, in like incrementally way by building it up. So it's not overwhelming, which I think really helps them learn a little, really effectively. 
Okay. So it's very systematically outlined. In learning about Page-A-Day Math's easy implementation and systematic design, I couldn't help thinking what a great support it would be for all the schools experiencing teacher shortages, since anyone with any class size can use it effectively, even teachers who are not confident in their ability to teach math, which apparently are numerous, as reflected in this study that Linda shared, conducted by a PhD candidate in Arizona. She did a longitudinal study of elementary school teachers Uh, all of whom were women, who had a fear of math. And this intrigued us because elementary school math should not be that difficult a subject to teach. And yet these several students that she followed for many years through were terrified of teaching math. Mm -hmm. And when I saw Janice's product, the first thought that sprung to my mind was these teachers should be so grateful to have this kind of tool to put in front of children. Uh, It would not only allay the children's anxiety, but it would probably help the teachers as well. Mm. So I really appreciate the excellent job Janice has done in productizing. So she not only had the knowledge about how to teach math, uh, but she she has a background in product development, and you can really see it. Is there any issue with students who are needing extra support, like your identified SPED students or your English language learners, can this resource be used with those kids? Absolutely. I mean, those are the students that will start off using the manipulatives. Mm-hmm. And I did have, have a student that did need extra support. And um, visually for him, sometimes he would, I would see him going like down instead of going across and answering the problem. And I would just give him gentle reminders. It probably took him maybe a couple of weeks of doing it just to understand how to do the problems. I think it's designed very well um, and might just take a little bit of support in the beginning. But but after that, I mean, I would say 95% of my class was able to do it independently right away. Wow. Okay. Um, and so you, it sounds like Janice allowed you to pilot this resource at no cost. Do you yes. have an idea what the cost is for a teacher? Is it is it manageable for a teacher to use just out of their own classroom budget if it's not something that their district is paying for? Yeah, I mean, I think you could probably get a grant for it or even um, donors choose because it is available now on Amazon. And I believe you can also get it through Kaplan Learning, which is wonderful because those are both two companies that are available through donors choose. That's my plan. Um, that's what I'm going to do this year. So, okay, yeah. So now that you've found this, do you feel like it's it's love and you're never going back? You know, I definitely will continue to use it as a resource. Um, I I am happy that I found something that's so engaging um, for my students. And yes, I'm am planning to keep using it. I I think it's great. Yeah. Have you recommended it to other teachers in your school or district at all? I have. There's some other components that are for handwriting. And some of my um, teacher friends did actually use those. Okay. And she is also releasing a new resource next year. I learned um, that is a math, a a game. So it's for math. So 
stay tuned for that because I think that sounds, yeah, that sounds like a fun. So do you have any favorite success stories around a specific student when it comes to maybe somebody who was struggling and this was a resource that really helped them um, either get engaged or to achieve at a level that they were previously unable to do? Yeah, you know, I I had one little friend um, join me late in the year and he didn't come to my classroom until March. Um, and he was a Spanish speaking student and he he just really loved the program right away. And he was really competitive, competitive. And, and I started him off at book one where we were all on like book four, book three. And he really was motivated and was would ask to do it and he was playing he would play for like five minutes go play with the wooden train and then he would be like he'd come back and get his math book and he was so funny he was he wanted to be on the same um book as his table mates he wanted to get caught so, up to where he wanted to be caught up yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so funny. And I was like, oh, you're such a good mathematician. Look at you, you know, super motivated. So funny. So good. So that had to have built his confidence too then when he was able to get caught up with them. Yeah, yeah, he, he worked hard. That's just the win you're looking for right there. You can find Pageaday Math by clicking the link in the episode notes or by visiting edcuration.com and searching Pageaday Math, where you can also reach out Pageaday Math's creator, Janice Marks, and learn about Pageaday's other resources and upcoming releases. Whatever you're searching for this school year to enhance instruction, you'll find pre-curated, high-quality, evidence-based resources at edcuration.com where we make it easy to find and assess all the best stuff, all in one place. Receive a 10% discount on resources purchased directly through Ed Curation. If you'd like to share a topic or resource with our listeners, reach out through our website. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, follow, share, and leave us a comment so we can continue to bring you content each week to keep reshaping learning on the Ed Curation podcast. <music>